This is the Excavation Podcast. Welcome. Our purpose is to interview people who are raising human consciousness. And in the process, we intend to support you in raising your level of consciousness so you can be the person that you're here to be on your powerful soul mission. Also, you might consider taking new actions and producing new results through a basic guided process of detox, focus, and mastery, leading to the emergence of access to new dimensions of well-being, which we shall call Heaven on Earth, a life worth living. Hi, this podcast is supported by patreon.com forward slash exovation, the uh, anchor.fm forward slash exovation forward slash support site, uh, which actually helps me produce this podcast. And most simply by you, the wonderful listener, all you need to do is actually just listen to the podcast, including the ad from whatever advertiser I have that particular episode, and uh, automatically Anchor will send a payment through to uh, keep the lights on here at the podcast and keep this podcast coming. Thank you so much. Ruth Glendinning, it's been quite a galactic time since we last spoke. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome to be talking to you finally. Yeah, I, I, I'm super excited to be on your podcast, Gordon, and to catch up with you. Uh, I can't believe it's been quite so long since we've actually spoken in person. I know. I, yeah, that's the thing. When I, I mean, I've been keeping track of you on, um, you know, social media and all your goings on. The thing I found about you is, if I take my eye off you for too long, there's a whole new evolution happens, and then I have to like <laughs> dig around, like what is going on, like, and it's always amazing. So um, let's just jump right in. You're, um, I see you currently are, you know, the driving force behind Future Story Lab. Have I got the name right? Is that Future Story Lab? Yes, yes, Future Story Lab. Tell uh, me and the 17 listeners. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, 17 I'm, I'm, is a very lucky number. <laughs> it is, it is. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, let, let's find out. Like, so Future Story Lab, I like the sound of that. Please say more. Well, it's it, it it's evolved over the last few months. Um, it's I, I started thinking about how much I like story, and really, story is what has brought all of us forward, right? It's it's like language is our most essential and powerful technology, mm-hmm. and once we put that into a a framework, we call it a story, mm-hmm. and it's our sharing and comparing of stories that emerges new stories, and so I've always been a futurist, even though I don't have any official title, but certainly looking back, especially now in 2020, um, having these uh, time date stamped articles and other things that I've written and created going back 20 plus years, I'm going to have to classify myself as a futurist because here we are. Yes, please do. No, decloak. Please decloak from your galactic persona. I mean, (laughs) embody yourself in 3D reality. The galactic curtain. Yes. Um, And, and so, so future story lab is not just about writing personal narratives and telling people's stories. It's actually talking about a new story of economy and understanding that economy encompasses multiple forms of capital. That we have the hard capital money that 
everyone understands it's a it's a simple exchange of energy very transactional but we have all these invisible capitals that are really driving the rest of the story what we're calling soft capitals and that's community and trust and um, engagement and relationship and all of those things that actually move from making a living to making a life so as i looked back on my many years and i guess at this point i have to say decades of downloading information and having visions and writing them down they're very pragmatic but they seemed you know weird to people you know because they never thought life was going to be the way it is now yes you know, those, technology was just going to drive us faster and faster those present day people that just to see uh couldn't quite get the futuristic view, huh? <clears throat> well, and, and, and especially because the future I predicted, and if you could see me, you'd say I'm doing air quotes. It's yes, like I, I basically just received the download and, and wrote it down. Yes. Um, is my, my, my prediction of future was that we were going to go back to the values of the past and amplify it with technology. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 brighter, shiner, shinier, faster, right. more planets. You're more like, technologically, no. yes. Yes, yes. And, 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 and it's like, no, 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 still this planet, mm -hmm. we're going to root deeply because we can only rise mm -hmm. sustainably as deeply as we root. Yes, very much about the roots. I must tell you yes. that little story well, in a second. But yeah, keep going. I love this. I love well, this. And, and the funny this... thing is, Gordon, is my name Ruth is pronounced root in every language but English. So... <laughs> It's kind of like <laughs> hiding in plain sight. Yeah, it's like when, when that came to me, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a little slow, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, yeah. Always, I always think of you. I know one of your emails is guru. And, I, I, you yes. know, this word guru gets bandied around. But I think you, you really can take it on. I mean, the original Sanskrit, right? I mean, it's just, you know, teacher, right? And yeah. uh, I've certainly learned a lot over the years of knowing you and, you know, seeing what you do both practically and, you know, what you speak about. And I think that's the inspiring thing. And I just, I love, I love how you're starting to talk about here, this future story lab, because you're right. I mean, everything does arrive in language. I mean, we're having a chat, it's an audio chat, you know, and it, this goes around the world. I, you know, I have the stats, you know, there. And, uh, <laughs> right. Like the, somebody in another, like in Japan listens to this. I don't know who they are or why, or, but, you know, they're just, maybe their server's based there, but like that, I've got the stat, you know? Yeah. I have uh, the stat. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like one person's uh, like, yeah. Well, and, 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 and so much of this, it, it certainly has evolved a lot um, as I have been in conversations with people. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I've always had uh, the dreams and guides and visions that I've written them down. And, and, and I, I keep stating that because I want, you know, you have to ground it. You have, mm -hmm. can't just sit and, and have this vision. You have to find a way to bring it forward. Um, and when we, when we look at this vast potential of the universe and the multiverse and the undiscovered, you know, it's just, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And we have to find these containers for that mm -hmm. potential so we can interact with it at a human scale. Mm -hmm. So part of that container, one of the containers mm -hmm. is language, mm -hmm. you know, that, that if, and, and I'm sure you've seen the Wicked Pyramid, you know, wisdom, knowledge, information. Oh, and of course. Data. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. So the way I, I've been looking at this, and this actually came to me, it's come to me over, over the last decade or so, 
but it really got intense in 2018. It's like, I have notebooks full of this stuff. I kind of felt like the guy in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, you know, right. just kept drawing the same things. So the idea is that, as, is that we have the great unknown and we organize that unknown in the English language. We're like, well, we'll, we'll take 26 of those symbols. You know, all those multiverses right. you have, those are cute. We're gonna take 26. Right. Those 26 is now our data. You know, it is, it is our alphabet that internally we organize that data into sets, subsets that we call information. Mm. And those are words, mm. but that's an internal process until we externalize it, until you and I have a conversation and we're trying to, um, to distill uh, a, the kind of a third way to talk about things. Mm. It's, it's just information for me. Once you and I talk about it, it's knowledge. We know things. Mm -hmm. We've agreed to a set of values around certain symbols. So there you are in knowledge and that's super valuable. However, it has a limit. It's actually more transactional than transformational. You might be internally transformed, mm -hmm. but it has a limit once you've determined a, a, a measure, a certain value for that knowledge. And you're like the the rat in the cage, you know, you hit the thing to get the thing. You're like if I hit this lever, this thing happens, right? But at a certain point, because the whole world, the whole potential of, of story is still expanding and growing. You know, you might have staked out your point, but just like the universe galactically, you know, it's still expanding. It's like, as we've learned this year, we know pretty much nothing about how space works, okay? So if we can just be, understand that that we have to get, get comfortable with the unknown and understand the closer and tighter we hold the known the more we're actually limiting ourselves yes yes perfect and so so here you are you're in the space of knowledge and we have been acculturated to um aspire to knowledge to owning that mm -hmm. because it makes everybody comfortable we kind of mm -hmm. know how to exchange things we have a value set, yeah, you know, no, and known. it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and so, yeah, so here it is. You're, you've, we've used this information technology. Remember it's unknown uh, data, information and knowledge. We've used the information technology, the tools of information to craft a knowledge economy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But again, that's, that's limited, even though it's, it, it can be amplified or the light can be brighter or you can see different parts, but you're still just examining the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. So here we are now, we get to the top of our knowledge. And, uh, and this is where in 2018, it really just cracked open for me mm. is I was listening to um, an NPR uh, interview and they were talking about these theoretical phys physicists who said, hey, guess what? there's a white hole on the other side of the black hole. I was like, what a relief, you know, like I'm ever going to be in space or at a, and I was like, but what it said to me was, oh, so here we are at knowledge. We now have hit this event horizon where we have to leap into the unknown, jump off the ledge of what we know into the unknown in order to engage with wisdom, a new state of being and isdom. So you have this knowledge, you've now gone into the unknown, you've activated your awareness and you've activated empathy. And those two activation points allow you to leap into this new state of being called wisdom, mm -hmm. which is an isdom. 
And so you have now you've, you've gone into this whole new place and you're you've cracked open these other lenses mm-hmm. that are that they're so far beyond what you know, but you're into the space of engaging with um, the unknown in a different way. So you're receiving differently. Mm-hmm. So now you're. Yes. So, so now you're in the space of wisdom. Mm. Well, and that's where, while in knowledge, you create, you transact money. In wisdom, you exchange wealth. So it's a very different story from yes. money to wealth. Yes. 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 I love that. That's a great pathway. I mean, yeah, that, um, you know, it's, it's not quite a fun as fun a term when it's D I K W the 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 you know <laughs> however it was originally constructed. But I love that that structure, like the wisdom, knowledge, information, data, because you can see that in the world that mostly the world has been, as you say, in a limited fashion, created from select data. And when we say select, that has two versions, right? There's select like mm-hmm. high level selection, like it's a select choice of lamb or whatever that you know select yeah. <laughs> right but there's also selection like not unnatural selection you know like slavery will be an example right you know right right, right? like so predatory capitalism right exactly so it's like well we've got all the data all the data like it's happening right now with the whole google <laughs> thing and around ethics and ai and stuff which is all around you know um I mean, the firing of that lady, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the one of the lead ethicists at, at Google. And um, really what that's all about is this thing called Burke that people may not have heard about, but it's basically a language processing system, to your point about language, that is rivaling the other big one called GPT-3. But these whole transformational systems where AI is now learning language, like you're saying. And But the thing is, a, a lot of what... Um, Timnit had pointed out is that these BERT and other, you know, language uh, AIs um, are, are very selective in their data. Like it's Western English Googling on the internet, you know, I right. Mean, thank you to the Victorians and many others before, you know, Britain rules the waves and whatever, blah, blah, <laughs> you know, and like, you know, now, you know, as in this extrapolation, you were just talking us through like um, this pathway is, um, you know, the data is very selective, selectively selected, uh, you know, so therefore inbuilt biases immediately, uh, then the information that strings that together is then more curtailed with limiting beliefs and, you know, into a knowledge systems and knowledge workers and what, you know, I've been a knowledge worker. I mean, we're not mm-hmm. very knowledgeable. Um, you know, it's very limited, you know, your even your knowledge is like, throw away that knowledge. We don't need, I mean, you know, it's like certain universities in different parts of the world. You're like, okay, what do you study in history? And I'm like, all the kings of England. And they're like, there were kings in England? What? You know, they're like, no, we're still, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever, right? I mean, you know, you talk about the tutors and they're like, what? Uh, whereas that was a big part of studying. I'm just using that as an example, but, you know, it's again, knowledge, limited, limited, what's the purpose of it universities well to get you a job to get you a better job like you know right like, like you're saying right just, you know kind of echoing back so i love this idea of wisdom because that's a lot of where i've ended up is this whole this world of of wisdom and being wise and then how maybe wisdom can inform data you know that you know, and sick you know spiraling upwards so you go around once but then you raise up a little degree or so and go a broader circle and then go around again so that the 
you know, that wisdom, knowledge, information, data that the wisdom, you know, then reinforms the next data set. I think that's the big existential risk. And maybe this is part of the, the stories of the future that, you know, you're beginning to, mm -hmm. you know, talk about is, um, you know, <laughs> as uh, I'm sure you've heard of Maharshi Mahesh Yogi, but, you know, the, you know, one of the guys um, kind of big in my life at the moment, but Maharshi talked about, um, from the Vedas, uh, of course, being, you know, thousands of years old, that the Vedas said, as knowledge increases, ignorance increases. Yes. You know, right? So as you learn more about black holes, now you know there's a white hole. And now you're even more, now, now you, here's more stuff that you, you thought you knew, right? And now you, that, that knowledge is helping you know what you don't know. And now you're ignorant about what you don't know, what's a white hole, and how is there, you know, um, energy leaving these whole, all this stuff, right so you're becoming more ignorant you get the idea so i th i like that that kind of that thing and that's a nice thing i think about wisdom it's very comforting it's like well it's just always just absolute like it's your wisdom yes. is an, yeah it's an alwaysness it, well and, and that's why i, I call it isdom you know it's a state yeah, of being I call it that you know and yeah. and so so here we are we're now in this transition of moving from a knowledge economy driven by information technology mm -hmm. to a wisdom economy mm -hmm. driven by knowledge technology. Hmm. So Is that good? using using the tool, well, I, I think it's good. It's it's hmm. I mean it works for me. <laughs> and, and I but I think that that we've seen that the yes. that the institutions hmm. um, this year in 2020, as the light was turned on for everybody, everything was slowed down, hmm. the the noise was reduced. Hmm. Um, people had to that apart said they the never so, had apart from the soft sobbing in your in your room <laughs> well, <laughs> well but, but, yeah, but here here's the thing gordon is that i have yeah you know, what future story lab is about is not creating the new bright shiny story for the people who already have access to everything right right it is to create an inclusive story in partnership with the people who have been told what they have is worthless. I'm glad you said that. That's so awesome. Yes. You know, it's, yes. it's, and, and I met um, my podcast partner for Anti-Fragile Playbook. Oh yeah, plug out, call, shout yes. out to the podcast. What's yes, the name? Where yes. can you find it? Say it right now. Uh, and the Anti-Fragile Playbook. Nice. And that's available and on all good podcast profane. It's on all, all the platforms. Yes. All the places. And, that one would, and, and we've again? just recorded, we've just recorded our 10th uh, episode of nice. anti-fragile playbook yes 10 is a good and, one they say <laughs> and my well, double digits like woohoo yeah. yeah i know right um so my my partner on that is kent dahlgren who yes. is the founder of 214 alpha which is a community activation app and platform okay noted and yes, yes. we he, he's here in austin as am i and you know we actually met march 4th of this year and we met because a mutual friend on Facebook said, you two should meet. You both talk about the same things. It's like, yes. oh, okay. Can you, all, you know. yeah, can you all get your yeah, stuff you know, together? Can you just talk to each other? Because that would be super, <laughs> That'd right? be one of you with one story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that. So, but, but what was so so valuable about it is, you know, I've, I've created this concept of slow tech, yep. which is sustainable, local, organic work plus technology. It is, it is going back to saying that we need technology needs to be a means, not an end. 
and it was inspired by um, the book The Invisible Computer, and which I read in the 90s, last century, you know. And um, so I was, I always knew that the model for the slow part, sustainable, local, organic work was correct, but I needed the right technology for it. Right. That's Kent's platform, Excellent. 214 Alpha. And so we spent, you know, it's like we met March 4th and COVID shutdown happened. And all of a sudden we have this amazing learning lab where the whole world got quieter we were able to walk around the park and have these conversations. This is where we did this. It was just like talking it through, comparing notes. It was like we had been working on the, the same problem mm -hmm. from different directions. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like in, in this whole big world, he, he had just moved here from Portland. <laughs> and in this whole world, we end up living five minutes driving away from each wow. other in Austin, Texas. Wow. So it's definitely greater forces at work. Yes. And then in um, in August, we're having some Chinese food by uh, the UT campus and talking about how we could kind of put a, the right container around this potential. And I'm like, we need to create the anti-fragile playbook. And it was just like, boom, that was it. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, so we locked down that term and, and, you know, people could understand, even though they didn't fully understand anti-fragile they knew what fragile was so it was an easier shift for them to go like oh okay so not fragile great yeah. we'll work from there yeah yeah versus regenerative which is a little confusing for people they're like i don't have a farm why would i care about that you know yeah, and, it's a big long word too it's, yeah yeah and it's, <laughs> it seems and it's intimidating it's, exactly it's, it's and i liken it to um in africa where they just went straight to the m-pesa you know they're like yeah we're not going to do all that that you know, deep infrastructure and banking and all that. We're just going to assume that you're going to have a mobile life. Yeah. So what we're assuming with anti-fragile is that people are, they, they can't afford to just dig in and be resilient, you know, to kind of keep taking it. Yeah. They have to, they, they're, they're not growing in that way. Again, they get into this, this stagnant kind of calcified model mm -hmm. of knowledge. Like I'm like having grown up in Houston where, you know, the places that were flooding when I was a kid are still flooding today. Right. So Houston's very resilient, but the thing is, is it's also sinking. Yes. So, you know, yeah. so you're, you're not really standing, you're not really holding your place. You're kind of sinking into the bayou. So well, yeah, as the system moves on and, you yeah, know, exactly. And you're static, you're technically going in reverse, <laughs> relatively speaking. Well, and, and yes, and, and that, that's it, is that it's, it's this recognition that just because you've stake out, staked out your point, mm. there's still this great unknown unfolding, this great potential that is untapped. Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't begin and end with what you know. And if you stay stuck in what you know, right. the world gets smaller and smaller. Yeah, relatively. This mm -hmm. is what we see now in, mm -hmm. yeah. in, in the social shift that the world is going through, mm -hmm. is that you have people that are that they're, they're like, I just want it to be how it was. I wanted it, I want to be comfortable. Yeah. And, and they're not looking at it as their comfort is coming at a very high cost to everybody else. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, I'm, I know I'm, I'm mixing up a lot, but I- No, you know, I, I'm tracking, this is great. Yeah. But it's, but I'm trying to give you and your audience a feel for yes, how these you. things kind of 
bump into each other anymore. It's a fabric. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, yeah exactly. No, Thank you. Yeah. No, I love how you, you map it out. I mean, because we literally don't know about the universe and yet we sort of can map it out. Oh, there's Jupiter and Saturn really close together. Don't know how that happened, but seemingly they are, you know, we sort of like, you know, we can at least grasp the bit that we grasp. But, you know, if you try to explain to somebody just how big Saturn is, like they just can't mm -hmm. get it. Like, you know, it's, I mean, I, I can't certainly. I mean, it's like so big no. like, <laughs> and so far away. Like, you know, but uh, and it's like talking about, you know, these trillionaires that are getting invented and oh, certain Lord. double trillion dollar companies. Well, and You know, I, I, I wrote a, a medium piece uh, November of 2019 mm -hmm. because it just it was like people are not understanding what a billion is right. and and so it was i i literally did the math i said okay y'all who seem to think that people earn billions of dollars mm. so this was like in mid-november of last year and i calculated how long it would take from day zero year zero to day 11 of november 2019 how much would you have to accumulate each day in order to be a billionaire mm -hmm. and i did the math and it's something like 1356 dollars a day for 734,000 days <laughs> and you're still just under being a billionaire hmm. you're at 999,909 something how so, many days so, did you say it's like 736,000 days. It's some ridiculous amount. All right. So that's. And I did the math not, over and over going, this is not correct. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. correct. Yeah. Like that's a lot of lifetimes, right? <laughs> well, and, and, and so, so that, so what I tell people is certainly people can accumulate billions of dollars. They can't earn it. Mm, mm, okay. You know? Okay. So when, so when we have people who are, you know, multi-billionaires. And, and I just posted some, an update to this um, earlier, like a, a couple of months ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And the, like in the, uh, during, this, during this 2020 pandemic in a period of six months, um, you know, it's like, I, and I, it, it was just kind of way, the, 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 the increase in net worth for, um, you know, 13 billionaires mm -hmm. is, it and uh, it's it's on the it's like uh, it, it rises to ten point two trillion dollars among COVID amid yes. COVID crisis. It's enormous. And so, making, yeah. so well, and I worse. actually just looked up the numbers because I, I so to put it in perspective, if you had received one thousand three hundred and fifty six dollars and ninety seven cents every day since year zero, you would still have just under a billion dollars today. And this is in twenty nineteen. Right. So tw 2019 years times 365 days is 736,935 days. So, you know, so please, please don't tell me that you think you're going to be a billionaire because you're not. Yeah. Well, it's a different please scale, don't right? Don't tell me. Well, it, 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 it's the whole different it's, system. It's like looking at Saturn. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly. the same thing. And that's what that's why I started thinking about yeah, it. It was yeah. just, so you know, when I have people who are crying tears for billionaires, you know, like, well, no, they earned that money. I'm like, y'all, seriously, it's not even a thing. That's not even possible. It's kind of like, you know, 
it's like the the trees it's like if if all the trees in the neighborhood lost their leaves and all the leaves accumulate in your yard you still don't have a tree okay it's like that's not how it works it's yeah. not as, as as the kids say that's not how any of this works and it's because we've been acculturated to leave off all the zeros you know yeah. we can't comprehend it so when we hear um, someone has a hundred billion dollars. It's like a hundred dollars. You're like, no, it's like a hundred billion dollars. And right. it's, it, and so when you, if you think of it as, as I do, and I'm, I think you do too, mm. is that the universe demands balance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That their comfort comes at your discomfort, mm -hmm. privatizing profits and socializing costs. You are paying for their pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, just like we're paying for COVID. <laughs> it's taxpayer yeah, dollars, well, right? <clears throat> well, and, and 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 that's it. It's like, you know, the the whole thing with with COVID mm. is um it's it's a, a it's symbolic of our poor immune system, our right. poor ecosystem. Literally. Right? <laughs> Literally yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah, and and so so for me, you know, what I did during COVID is I always eat pretty healthy anyway, but yeah. was walking every day, two yeah. to three, four, five miles a day. Yep. And there was there was no limit on being able to do that. Yeah, do your ten thousand steps, people. Yeah. Ten well, thousand and, steps. And, it's, <laughs> and 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 but I but I think too about that's 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 a privileged position to be in. Right. To be able to have those two. But two you earned those days. steps. Don't. Well, you know, and again. <laughs> I, I have to kind of keep bringing it into Future Story Lab and 214 yes. Alpha and, yes, and yes. Anti-Fragile Playbook is Please. to say, you know, I call myself on my privilege all the time. I don't live in a fancy world. I don't, you know, I still drive the element I bought from you back in, in 2010. I miss that car. Um, I, I, I love almost, the car. <laughs> I almost, I, I, I we just got a Subaru, but um, I almost contacted you during that period. It's like, would you sell me that element back again? Like I was almost going to do it, but I was like, ah, oh, you know, and ultimately the Subaru is more like what I'm after in, up here in Iowa. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, well, yeah you're in snow, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, that, uh, sorry to go on a little tangent there, but like no. having a vehicle that really works for you is great. You know, I've got so many vehicles that I could like afford or whatever, but that was one that was like, I want that. And then my life circumstances changed or whatever. And I didn't mm -hmm. actually need a vehicle so much. And it just was perfect. But um it's great i think uh i'm not a big car person like at all but like in terms of vehicles like if you have the appropriate vehicle to get you and your stuff where you need to go like there, i can get the joy in that you know like the like you said it's not a super fancy life or vehicle or whatever but like if it really works um there's a certain joy in things working you know well it, it, and it's just it's Sorry. just one less thing you have to worry about correct no yeah, it's no uh, Kent, kent's already said when you replace the car you sell me this car i want this car <laughs> See? Like, so i have a lot of people that they, they dig the element so yeah but, but um, sorry but i started to keep going on and honda stopped making it or something didn't they stop i know well you know one of the reasons they quit making it is because it just nobody ever sold them they're like crap we aren't selling them again to people <laughs> well they couldn't find the demographic so they like, tried okay. to sell them to dog people i think that was the idea it's going to be like upper end you yeah. know tech company dog people you know like it's a you know 
good vehicle, but like you can throw your dogs in the back, and they just couldn't quite get the demographic right. But oh, like, say, say what what they what they should have done is yeah. they should have had a marketing campaign of people who said, "I'm in my element." Yes, I mean seriously, exactly. that's all they had to do. That's, all they had that's to the do. magic of language, right? And so because my, my friend Bill Stidham as a painter and an artist, he would drive around to shows all you know festivals all over the country. Mm. And when he had his element, he goes, man, I could just throw everything in there and I was done. And I'm like, this is what I'm saying. So um, so it's been pretty, you know, it, it's it's absolutely um, it's been fundamental elemental. It's been fundamental, yeah, putting fundamental. the fun in dimental. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, car, enough about cars, but yes, <laughs> I, I'm glad it's going well, and uh, yeah, that's good, very good. Well, but but it's also you know it it keeps you grounded. You know, you're like okay, yes. it's it's like you can it, it it's you can actually authentically speak to people about you know, bringing forward authenticity and to be mm. present with your values. Yes. And this is, you know, what we're doing with um, Future Story Lab and 214 Alpha and the Anti-Fragile Playbook is not kind of being, you know, we're not stooping to conquer. We're mm. not putting on an act in order to engage people. It's like, no, this is how we live our lives. This is what we do, you know, is mm. we live really simply and um, have, you know, and very uh, transparent about every mistake that's been made to bring us to this moment, mm -hmm. where there was a piece I wrote on Medium is the arc of failure um, bends towards success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what a privilege to be able to fail. You know, right. there's a whole lot of people that just don't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. um, and, and thinking about... Yeah, well, and 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 that, and that's why we we've reframed the idea of being homeless to being an economic refugee, mm -hmm. because that's really what we all are. We're all refugees from this predatory capitalism system, and it's and I you know there's um, it's the, there's a great article I need to send you later. Yeah. Uh, it's about Watiko capitalism and what Watiko is in Wendigo, if they if they say it on on other parts of the indigenous world. It's just this beast that's rapacious mm -hmm. that has to continue to consume and consume and consume. Mm -hmm. And that's the form of capitalism we have where we're out of alignment with the balance of the ecosystem. Okay. It's is always that, about what it's always is that, about consume. Yes, absolutely. I just want to make sure that article is that to do with the indigenous um, tribes in the United States or it's a global it's a global message. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's like it's Watiko in some languages, it's Wendigo in others. Um, I first read about it when I was uh, reading uh, Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. Okay, and yes. It's, a, it's an awesome book, and it's, it's talking about the honorable harvest. You know, how do we engage with the environment? Um, and I highly recommend. I can send you a whole book list because there's. Some really yeah, well, it's, it's just in case folks listening, if they, you know, folks yeah. love to Google things and look stuff up. So I always like to give them a few, uh, you know, tasty breadcrumbs that they can yeah, hit yeah. into the browser. You know, uh, the rapacious Google beast. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I mean. and, and and you know, so what? What the, this container mm -hmm. called Future Story Lab? Yes, yes. It now has this activation. Um, element called 214 alpha right the tech part and yes the tech part 
And that's how we're, we're creating, we're emerging this third way, you know, that when you look at um, how energy is like the three forms, three states of energy mm-hmm. of you have your activation and then you have your restriction. Mm-hmm. Uh, emerges the next state. And so that's, that, that's, that's something um, that, that came to me. Uh, I actually have a whole new way to create business plans that measure uh, the invisible capitals, the soft capitals. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, it's like how we have KPIs for them and everything. So, you know, nice. thank goodness my guides are quite smart. <laughs> yeah. So. so Future Story Lab sounds like, you know, as you're joining it into these other elements that, I mean, is, is the idea that, you know, you kind of tell a new story and then if people want that story to then become their narrative, then there's a way to kind of consult with you on that or do yeah, they just it, use the, the 214 Alpha? Well, it, it's, it, it's going back to a number of models that I've created over the years. Mm-hmm. One is for the uh, STEAM learning campus using artisan uh disciplines to teach math and science yeah so like STEM one is art. yeah steam yeah, mm. yeah. um and the uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so um the other is for instance the urban tea house as i that came to me in 1998 and i was looking at it actually i was talking i sent it to steve gingrich because rebecca was interested in oh, it yes, and yeah. but the whole idea is that i looked at it and at the time in 1998, everyone's like, oh, nobody's ever going to need any of those things. In 2020, in the COVID world, it's already customized for COVID from 1998. Wow. And so, so, so that's a container. That's a potential business model, right? Yeah. And then also kind of emerging language and, and emerging existing leaders, because there's a lot of invisible <laughs> people who are driving the story. But because what they do is not monetarily valued, it's not considered valuable. And this is this got into um, this. This supports a lot of what I've done talking about women's work, yes. and 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 that work, of course, is the work that that weaves together community. Mm-hmm. That it's the invisible, undervalued work that is essential for life. Oh, that's so perfect. Let's unpack that for a second because I okay. love. First of all, I love how you said um, women's work, because that's often used in two sides of the mouth, right? I mean, women's right, work, pejorative, pejorative. Yeah. And then of course, yeah, you know, this work is so important, so powerful, only women can really do it. Like we need to look to the women or, and I always read women as feminine. You may uh, maybe yeah. some actual gendered females. But, no, or, no, 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 no. Okay, the, the but see, that's, right? yeah. I would say that's something that Kent and I talk about because, you know, it's not a gendered statement. It is a an external descriptor yeah, of a quality of a kind of work. And so, yeah. there are um, the, the whole idea of women's work has been uh, denigrated, and it has been made invisible, and it has been devalued. Yeah. And it's real interesting during COVID, because all of a sudden everyone's like, "Holy crap!" People are doing a lot of work, you know. It's like, well, yeah, because now that they're 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 keeping their their body and soul together, plus their kids, plus their house, plus you know, teaching them, and doing all the right. things. But 
but that's male and female. That's any parent. That's any guardian. It's anybody who has signed on for that storyline. Yes. I think it's so powerful. You know, we talk about the essential workers and you look at like who's really essential and like what we're supporting, what we need to keep going. You know, and even if you think about, you know, traditionally, I'm using my air quotes over here, meaning, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not particularly fond of traditions in general. <laughs> you know, like, let's kill a turkey. Why are we killing turkey? Yeah. You know, like, let's, oh, which one do you like? Oh, this is my favorite. Okay, let's kill that one. You know, like, anyway, um, sorry, a little vegan rant there, but, uh, you know, like the, the traditions. <laughs> I knew are, the vegan was going to come out at some point. And I'm like, well, you know, we, you know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. somebody had to come from Vega and, you know, so there you go. But um <laughs> <laughs> they can do it the uh <laughs> traditions are, are kind of but if you look at what is traditional women's work it's a lot of the support work uh you know yes. even even in the war you know rosie the riveter and it's almost like you know she's doing as well as a man could do almost you know uh, you know you know yeah it's you know it's you know a lot of this is like you know uh, not identifying the unique value that's brought from different segments of society. And I think we're seeing that. I mean, I often say to people somewhat tongue in cheek, um, sometimes even gets a laugh, like I'm pro COVID because like, I'm, mm-hmm. I kind of like what it's done to society. I mean, I obviously hate the death part and locking everything down and all the bad things as any human would, hopefully with any compassion. But, you know, there's a lot that's been, like you said, the, the silence, the return of nature, the return to nature, the conversations, the what in the heck is going on type of, you know, questions. Right. Uh, just even questioning, just like a life unexamined is not worth living, you know, like sort of, I love all of those aspects of it, but just getting back to the, that sort of unpacking a little comment about, um, or big comment about, kind of women's work i think you know this is a lot of what ai and the automation the continuing technological Mm -hmm. automation of the world is is impacting is you know cleaning retail you know child care you know all of Mm -hmm. these things that might have been put in a you know tradition i'm talking like 1950s and before uh, maybe in a century ago but like what has always been in that world and maybe be performed by men or women or you know quote unquote minorities. I mean, these are all like super touchy subjects, but I'm just kind of mapping it loosely to say, you know, I think we're realizing that how important and how human these things are and that, you know, a lot of this work is going to be automated away. Like the whole industry of retail Mm -hmm. is sort of going online. There's even some, you know, those YouTube, whatever guys, Mm -hmm. um, are just showing how you can go and buy JC pennies. You know, you go buy a bunch of them, get their inventory, put it online with a ready-made store, and boom, there's JC pennies. You know, um, you know, and they just are buying them up for no money and you know selling the same stuff basically, but online. So they just got a, like a kind of a logistics thing out of the box. And- well, and, and that gets back to I'm going to tie this back down to women's work. Is you know, as I did. Um, I mean, again, I've just, I've stated before, I, I download this information. It just kind of pops into my head and dreams and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but then I go and research it in the world we're in. This is right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hmm. how out there is this? And, <laughs> and, 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 and if we look back at our, our stories, our human stories, you know, there's always been three women that are weaving the fates, you know, that are, um, they, they hold their positions to weave destiny. Mm-hmm. Then, and they're sitting under the tree of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And 
so so you have these three women and it's in every culture and even uh, probably the the one most people know about is at least in my circles is um that the well the greeks but but also um the three witches in macbeth oh yes of course yeah. that, that that's emblematic of it yeah, and yeah. and in in old english they were the weird sisters w-y-r-d right and then they're in the in the norse uh, mythology they're the norns mm -hmm. but those three women it's the drawing of the three that 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 um it cuts the, the it cuts the string it um weaves the cloth and then it cuts the cloth that's the end of your destiny mm -hmm. so you know you have a beginning a middle and an end well i was doing a lot of diving into this and that's when i started thinking about women's work i'm like so why are our economies failing in the way they are mm -hmm. and it's because we've we've uh, we've obliterated the value of women's work there's mm -hmm. this hole in the ecosystem mm -hmm. Fabric, and yeah. there's there's actually a a even more uh there's even there's a fourth woman who is is on the landscape of opportunity she actually comes before the three women who are yeah. working with thread it's the spinster mm -hmm. it is the woman who literally the name is you spin yes. the, the sheep's wool into thread right yeah she's well, the kind of in, the wholeness of all three right? exactly and yeah. so so these are the women in the community these are the crones right that are holding the wisdom and so mm -hmm. the funny thing about the spinster is that that was a valid part of the village of the economy right until the patriarchy goes wait 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 so you could have your own financial st standing Set and up. you don't have to do yeah okay what, what we're, about gonna start, we're gonna start spreading a few rumors about yeah, you about crones are bad. Yeah. yeah you're you're unmarriageable because you're, you're independent yeah, so yeah. you don't be a spinster and so that was that that's documented you know that's yes. not just an idea and so so i'm thinking about that and that's you know you lived good. in austin for a long time mm. and there's a lot of divine feminine energy here. Yeah. And, and so all of a sudden, what happens is you go from the eighties in Austin. So I first moved here in 1980 uh -huh. and it was a very kind of slow moving place. You know, we had agreed that if you were money hungry, you went to Houston and Dallas and right. you can come here for school, but please don't stay. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, so here we are, cause I, th I think even up till, um, the 90s, you know, you could live pretty cheap in Austin yep. until about the mid 90s. Yep. Well, what happened then is that you had these, you know, very slow moving turbines. You had community culture and commerce, mm -hmm. and they were all kind of working in sync. And, you know, it was about you came to Austin for your cultural wealth and then right. you made your money elsewhere. And so everyone kind of said, good, we're going to we're going to preserve this place because this is kind of cool and we all like it. Yeah. So big, big money change changes everything. Mm -hmm. That you have this this high tech started. You know, it it, it, it wasn't seeded, it was constructed. It was a man made enterprise. Or, yes, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. And that was in the mid nineties. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, wait, commerce is moving much faster than community and culture. Right. And then all of a sudden, the things that 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 were bringing you to Austin, this wealth that you could kind of immerse in and and evolve around and grow and find out who else you are, mm -hmm. that was being so far outpaced by the the commerce. And so you know, people, institutions, and top-down cornerstone, um, you know, governments, etc. 
they're like, oh, lots of money. I bet that's better. So again, here we are now. We've moved, we've moved from wisdom of how Austin is. Yeah. Now we've degraded into a knowledge economy. Yeah. I know how to hit the thing to get the thing. And so it's, you know, and, and I observed this because I was in and out of Austin. You know, I was here, that I lived in the Caribbean, that I came back and everything was dead in Austin because there was, this was in the late eighties. And then I went out to California and I came back again in 2000, right before the dot bomb. Yes. I've always come to Austin when it's on its knees. I'm like, oh, now it's been humbled, you know? And so (laughs) COVID this year, here it was, Austin was humbled. Mm. Austin, I remember driving on the highway at 35, you know, at 38th, because I was going to Fiesta. And, and I was like, have I gone into a time warp? Is this 1987 yeah. in Austin? What's going on, y'all? Yeah, I remember and driving around too, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Start. you're still here. And, yeah. and so, so and it was just, so for the people who had never experienced that, it's like literally I'd watch them walking around in the park and they were like, what do I do? I don't know how to, I don't know how to interact with this environment. They're walking their dogs six times a day. Their dogs are like, I think we're done. Okay. And the, and the cat's looking at them like, don't even try it. I'm not even going to do that. Right. And so they're, they're just kind of like, cause they had been so on this conveyor belt that just this kind of automaton, this, yeah. this you know, just on and on and on, always yeah. going for more stuff. And there were great consumers. Well, what do consumers do when there's nothing to consume? Mm-hmm. And, and and then they all eat of a themselves. sudden, well, <laughs> well, eat the rich, yeah. Uh, <laughs> rich yeah, that. yeah. So, um, so there it yeah. is. You know, I'm reveling in it. You know, so like right. you said, I'm not pro COVID, right. but it's I am a, yeah. pro slowing down and yeah, enlightening breath yeah, waking yeah, up. Th- yeah there's so so it's like like as a city we were forced mm-hmm. to exhale mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that there was um a couple of years ago uh there was an italian monk who came to town and he was a friend of a friend and so i went to his um one of his lectures and he they were talking about the divine breath oh. and and so he said look you exhale the universe with every breath and you inhale it with every breath so you can change everything with a breath nice and so i feel like that that. was a precursor to what we've gone through as a Mm -hmm. city and certainly beyond that yeah well for those of us who have been waiting for this who've been going like ah we can finally exhale and relax because there were people that were ready to receive yeah yeah inspiration learn yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah, I love that that breath analogy. Always, there's so many different words around spirit and so forth. But I, I would just what came to mind just as you were saying that about the the priest or the monk um, is uh, inspiration and expiration. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, we always used to you know talk about um, you know Austin sell by date and stuff, and um, they were just been selling Austin as a brand like over and over and over. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's like McAustin, you know, and, and it's commoditizing it. And so, mm-hmm. and the whole thing is that you're starving out your roots. Mm-hmm. You're starving out creatives. That's what makes Austin interesting yeah. and unique. Yeah, and th- I mean, and, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and, and even, you know, getting back to God, uh, the, the whole idea of spinning your own cloth. Yes. And, and that's Gandhi. 
right? That that's his village economics. Yep. That is that is what he said. You know, it it was the 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 revolution was about you, you if you spin your own cloth, you don't buy it from the Brits. So yep. you know that that was and and his his one of his mess part of his message was uh, if the village fails, India fails. Right. And so it's right in alignment with what we're doing here with the anti-fragile playbook and bringing back the spinster and bringing back the crones and making this a household revolution because our our message is if the household fails, we all fail. Yes. Well, so we're mm -hmm. getting to the story of kitchen table capitalism being that person sitting at the kitchen table and saying, what can I do with what I have? Yes. Bringing in the technology to the neighborhood. So what we're focusing on is not creating better consumers. It is increasing the productive capacity of those who are already here. Mm -hmm. and, that, and part of that is, you know, acknowledging what they're already doing well. Yes. Yeah, it's really, no, it's really interesting. I think there's, you know, many historical connections. I mean, of course, in that little model, I mean, the British did depart in 1947 and, um, but kept on being British, right? So I think there is this also this idea that, you know, um, and I think India struggled for a little while after the British departed because they're like, uh, okay, we didn't really like you guys, but you were kind of structuring things and we started complying. Now I've got to like remember how we actually do it. I mean, at least, that's my superficial kind of mm -hmm. knowledge of it. But um, it's interesting in that transition, right? Where, you know, there is, there's a group of people and we've seen them, the billionaires, um, you know, through in, investing in wealth, not earning, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they're using the system and will continue to, like there will be a group of people who keep doing better and better and better. I think, you know, folks, we know all the big tech Titan names mm -hmm. um, are making, you know, half their wealth again during COVID. Like, you know, it's like, right. have a look guys, like not everybody's doing badly. Like you wonder why, <laughs> you know, like well, the system, it, you know? And, and that's the thing is that people applaud them for gaming the system. Right. Okay. And, and it's, it's like cheering on the people as they sharpen the weapons to pick who from the crowd is going to die. It's like, that's right. really not a, good plan right it's like so the turkeys applauding yeah exactly it's like yay, yay that's such a nice gun hunter oh wait oh that's how that works okay yeah it's it, 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 it's, me, yeah. So, so so here we are we're in an economy that is designed that it depends on consumption yeah and it depends on service mm -hmm. and so somebody hit the brakes and all the service industry has has disappeared you know, right. and and that that you have people who are delaying the inevitable, mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. they're 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 they can no longer consume anything, you know, so so they that they, and I say they delayed the inevitable because people are giving them these stays of economic execution saying, yeah. well, you're not going to have to be um, evicted. Well, here's some, you know, money for the for utilities Whatever. well yeah. we're going to yeah. delay all the things it's just a delayed execution yes so we're looking at so the city of austin last week said they're going to delay eviction procedure procedures until the end of february and then you have two months after that so april 1st i mean they keep doing these things aligned with april 1st i'm like really come I on y'all so, so um but but the whole <laughs> thing is that you're still accumulating debt while you're doing that yeah 
yeah. know, it's still going to cost you. If, if you couldn't afford one month's rent, you're not going to be able to afford nine months. Yeah, rent. it just doesn't work. I mean, the thing just doesn't map out. But um, hold that thought for a second, because I just really, I don't want to skip over what you were talking about, the crones and the spinsters and everything is so yes. beautiful. And then you mentioned um, Gandhi. So I wanted to mention my other favorite consciousness mystic and this podcast is all about consciousness and we've been talking about raising consciousness through what you're doing with future story lab so i love all that i just want to not skip over this little consciousness piece which is in the veda in the vedic uh, information mm -hmm. everything is and you probably know this but just for everybody kind of everything is structured in this three in one structure this you know the samhita which is the vedic for you know uh, the Sanskrit for, for wholeness. And so the Samhita containing Rishi, Devata, and Chandas being the, the three parts. One, the kind of starting part, then this middle kind of processing part, and then the kind of the sort of like the, the subject verb object sort of thing. And uh, I just really want to kind of, you know, put that little piece in there because I think it's beautiful, you know, that uh, some of this ancient knowledge uh, also kind of maps into some of the, the modern structures. You can even think of, knowledge, information, and data, you know, information processing, right, you know, being in between knowledge and mm -hmm. uh, data, and then that all being inside of the wholeness of, of wisdom. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's a lot of structures like that, that I've been seeing, I think you are too, like over and over, I've been seeing more kind of five part things recently, but that's for another mm -hmm. time. But you know, that um, I really just love that kind of philosophical idea. Um, that you know we can actually you know like you said with language or just like spinning the story if you will you know like the, that there is this mm -hmm. you know if you look everything does have that kind of three-part you know the rishi will be in the seer the the devata mm -hmm. will be the kind of you know the doing of things and then the, the chandas being the object or what gets produced that uh, you know in in the with the thread and the cloth and so forth i think that is such a beautiful, simple concept that people could see that, you know, they could start to understand how, um, you know, they, uh, they could be part of that process themselves. They could actually be, they are, they are part of the wholeness, like everything that we see. Right. And, um, you know, it's so funny, you know, when you just look at, when you take out huge swathes of society with, you know, uh, covid and whatever people think about how serious it really is it doesn't really matter you know we could call it like the attack of the killer bananas you know whatever it is like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter we're behaving as if right so no matter what you believe we're behaving as if uh you know things are a certain way and therefore you know society is starting to shift that way and i think people only have to look and they should be able to see you know maybe this is why future story lab is coming so you know strongly right. into existence like well, here is actually what's going on. Like, here is the story. There is an actual structure to it. There, it, it here's how the, you turn this, and then this moves, and it produces that. Like, like th there is a, a way. There's a relationship. Yes. There's a relationship. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, and, it's, and it's timeless, and it's structured, and you see it everywhere, and it's in literature, and like, it's just so beautiful what you're mapping out. Hi, this podcast is supported by patreon.com forward slash exovation. The uh, anchor.fm forward slash exovation forward slash support site, uh, which actually helps me produce this podcast. And most simply by you, the wonderful listener, 
all you need to do is actually just listen to the podcast, including the ad from whatever advertiser I have that particular episode. And uh, automatically, Anchor will send a payment through to uh, keep the lights on here at the podcast and keep this podcast coming. Thank you so much. Well, and, and, and that's what it is. It's like when you, you go into the unknown and you activate your awareness, you know, that, that's the thing. It's like if you stay stuck in what you know, then, as I said earlier, your world gets smaller because you have to keep justifying what you know as valuable. You have to mm-hmm. let go of more and more evidence, more and more new information. You're like, no, 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 no. It's like the, the example I used for a friend was, so imagine it's the 70s and you are the premier eight-track tape repair guy. Right. And then all of a sudden it's the 80s. Your market's dropping off because the whole world is going, well, that's that's fine. And by the 90s, like your 12 customers that are still alive are very loyal to you because you've all agreed on this one storyline about the way to listen to music. Yeah. But then, you know, by the t- by the, the next deck, the next uh, century, people don't even know what an eight track tape is. Right. So it's like you have to keep refreshing the screen. There's four questions that I ask and I encourage nice. people to ask is. Yes. Is it true? Has it ever been true? Could it be true? And should it be true? Nice. So that that gets into and and when I when I meet people, just by having conversations with them, I can can determine what question they were born into. Uh So, for instance, and and, and just as a group, Hmm. anybody born after Mm 9-11 was born into the question of should it be true? They were born into an ethics question right. that because none of it is grounded for them, nothing is true. Yes. So everything can be true, right? So what they need, and this is why we have to do this intergenerational work. So these are 20 year olds you're talking about roughly. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And these yeah. are the people that are, that are saying, they're asking why all the time, right? right? right. But they, what they need is people like you and I and people much older than us that have lived in an analog world mm-hmm. because digital will take you so far, but you, it's not grounded, it's you know, you're getting, <laughs> yeah, literally. And, and so you get the rise, but you don't have the root. Mm-hmm. So everything we're talking about, this is what the weave is, is the intergenerational intercultural stories Yes. where yes. we start saying, well, you know, you were born and raised in a small village in Ireland Mm-hmm. And I was born in London, but I grew up in Houston during the space race, mm-hmm. you know, so, but <laughs> we can still find this moment here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we keep refreshing the screen. We keep, you know, consciously and unconsciously, we're engaging with those questions, even if we don't have the language for it. Right, right. And that's where, again, so back to how language is so valuable. So what Future Story Lab is about mm-hmm. is to all of these things I've collected over the years and my notebooks you've seen my notebooks full of stuff <laughs> which will be all codified into the field guide to flourishing by next summer so that's Not another the field book. guide of flourishing i love field it guide to flourishing yep yes. so you'll have actually have visuals that you can engage with and start measuring value and in invisible capitals so oh excellent yeah there's a lot man um and but but the whole thing is that that we can find ways to understand each other and find that third way Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and determine how we create a shared story of future. Mm-hmm. Because that's really the only way forward. 
you know, it, it's oh, it's it's what got us here, and it's what's going to take us further. Yes. Is to 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 do that, and so what we have to do is we have to rebalance comfort and discomfort. We have to look at and, and make a commitment to inclusive and accessible to all, no exceptions. Yes, you know we have to own that space. I, I had a conversation the other day with a friend that we're putting a project together for, and she's in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. So we were at, we were supposed to meet at Central Market um, the day before Thanksgiving. So you know, everyone's getting their food. So we get there, and Central Market goes, "Oh, the whole patio is closed off because we're going to be delivering." people are going to pick up orders. And I said, okay, so my friend who's in a wheelchair is going to be coming here. And, um, and they said, yeah, we don't have any accessibility. I was like, you're a public location. And she's in a wheelchair. ADA, you have to. ADA. And, and it's like, and you're telling me that, oh, so sad, too bad. Right. And I just, I could feel all the rage that mm. I had to like from Keith, you know, Right. That I, I had these fights all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just like this righteousness. You're like, that is completely unethical. Yes, yes. And yes. so it and so, um, you know, we ended up going to give a shout out to Rudy's Barbecue across the street because they're accessible. So mm-hmm. um, and then so I met with her the other day and she goes, oh, I'll, I'll meet you on the deck. It's like, fine. She got there. They've changed out all the tables there to these picnic tables that are not accessible to a wheelchair. Right. You know, and so it's things like that. It's like, why are we not making opportunity universally accessible? Yeah. And then it can't guarantee an outcome. Right. It's not guaranteeing an outcome. It's just providing opportunity. Yeah, a lot of my early web work is I got into usability and people mm-hmm. didn't, you know, ease of use and all of that stuff, you know, around about that time, the, the kind of 9-11, 2001, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but I was only kind of getting going. It was 508, uh, C, uh, WC3 and 508. Anyway, all these different uh, legislations for the web and online, offline. And um, it was quite a, a difficult story to have with people, you know, like even, you know, to say things were accessible. We ultimately, um, we had most success with not talking about accessibility, but just like ease of use in general. And that happened to be if you followed the accessibility guidelines, you created the easiest experience, mm-hmm. uh, at least online. So it was a really powerful tool. And people would like, you know, you know, it was like the, I was on one of the, it was the WCAG, it was like a, an accessibility mm-hmm. group and the W3C. And, um, Anyway, the, the, what I want to bring it back to is, uh, you know, accessibility in, in the physical world. And, uh, you know, when some pressure comes onto society, what we drop, like it's almost a facade of like, oh, those people, you know, and then it's just like, mm-hmm. boom, no. And probably, you know, the person you speak to is probably not even speaking for the organization. That probably maybe wasn't the actual fact of the matter, but it, it may have been broadly what their deal was. But um, a lot of times, you know, these rules are, people are just giving them lip service like they're not really you know yeah like it's hard but here's the thing i want to bring out though is uh if you look at what's happening with the the covid vaccination i don't want to become you know kind of anti-vax or anything with this comment but you know we we don't have long-term testing with the vaccine literally Mm -hmm. by definition in fact it was hilarious one of the people that went through the um uh you know the the 
trial period with you know the work uh, they did it in london at guy's hospital shout out to guy's hospital because that's where i did a lot of mm-hmm. human guinea pig drug testing i was you know went in there and did a number of sessions maybe six or seven over a period of years and kind of was a human trial person for that and you had to be you know the people that go in there you had to be healthy like that was a requirement because right. if you go in there with you know kidney failure like oh it totally works apart from maybe if you have kidney failure or you know well, it's like uh, them finding out people had allergies. Well, this, this. is my point. This is exactly yeah. the point that I'm winding my way to very slowly. So thank you. Yeah. So this allergies, there's something in Australia that it had an HIV positive response. There's, you know, people in America who take a lot of medications. I'm sorry, America, but like there's a lot of medications. People I know they're on, you know, psychotropic and other, you know, meds um and literally by definition as i understand it from my position of complete dummy on you know um how vaccines are created but like what i've read that uh and experience as a, as a human guinea pig myself many years ago that um uh the testing has not been done in uh conflict with anything that anybody else might have so whilst everything seems very safe the people that are th- tested on don't have other stuff and things that may conflict with at least i've heard of no studies right where, like, what happens if you take viagra with this like is that <laughs> being tested i you know i can't imagine it would like that's not how testing works but anyway my point here is like you know all of this stuff accessibility you know people in poverty you know evictions uh medical uh, issues you know uh, just obesity, uh, you know, uh, taking, you know, um, psychiatric meds, a lot of people are on stress medication, probably more <laughs> these days, uh, and no testing. Like, so we're in phase three, which is what's called human testing. And I think <laughs> we're moving into a big human test. And see, that sort of concerns me that, you know, we take this, oh yeah, if you're healthy and you're in this age range and all the test criteria, and yes, it's 94% well, or whatever. But, but, but that, that it's, it's a metaphor for how we approach everything. Well, this is my because, point. Because, you know, the, the, the whole idea that um, if you're only looking at things transactionally, if you're only saying, I'm going to put this, this coin in called the vaccine into the machine called the body, and I have a generic, you know, a general idea of what the outcome is going to be. Either you're going to have it or you're not, mm-hmm. right? That's that's basically the, the trial at this point. Yeah. That there are so many other factors at play. That um, important you know, factors. <laughs> very very important factors. And I I would like just like what we're doing with Future Story Lab and Anti Fragile Playbook and Two Fourteen. Alpha is we are saying let's build the immunity, the economic immunity system Correct. at the ground level. Correct. Because we need to make you be able, you have to be able to flex and flow with what happens right. because we've seen what can happen. So it's so there's, you know, there was a piece I wrote a couple of years ago. It's like biomimicry versus biomockery. Oh, that was a lovely. I love that. that yes. Love and, that. And, and that's, that's gotten a lot of engagement from people because the whole idea is, and this is what anti-fragile is all about, Right. is, you know, you get stronger where you break while uh-huh. you're breaking, yeah. you know? And so what we're doing is that we're, we're creating a very fragile uh-huh. solution, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's where, you know, there's all of these things that actually make you a better candidate for this. Mm -hmm. But the things that would make you a better candidate for the vaccine actually could help you 
not make it so you don't have to take the vaccine because you've built your immune system. Right. You know, so, so to, you know, so I was following everything you said Very and good. it's just, it's, it's this, this whole idea that, um, you know, I think about if Keith was still alive right mm -hmm. now and he was medically fragile mm -hmm. and he was very robust within that container. Yes. But I also would not be living my life the way I'm living it now if I was still with Keith. Yes. Because it would be unethical, immoral, and I'd have be a fully failed human if what I did was took brought risk into that container. Yes. And so, you know, so I that that what we want to do is give people some uh, uh, some ways to strengthen their critical thinking you know to get out of this this knee-jerk response of us and them it's like no 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 it's we it's all us you know there is no other uh, one of the things we've been been sharing is moving from otherhood to brotherhood oh you know yes. it's 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 like and and, and it's it's into really drive with a spiritual energy and that's not a dogma that's that's not saying my religion is better than your religion it's not uh, a competition right yes it's it's a whole idea like my friend trudy martinez says is you have to surrender to faith and that again that doesn't mean that you've you know you've re-upped your catholicism or your <laughs> your you yes. know whatever it is it's saying that i am going to operate from faith not fear Yes. And and that power. faith, a higher power, and and it and and it and it's a it's a soul contract. Yeah. That you are making people. a commitment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah. but but to also not um, be exclusive in it. It has to be fully inclusive. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of keep operating and saying, refreshing the screen again, asking those four questions: Is it true? Has it ever been true? Could it be true? And should it be true? Mm -hmm. And say, so when you take those actions and you get to the point, you I mean, you're doing those in microseconds, you know, it's not like you're sitting and having that conversation all the time. <laughs> now you we know? will move to the question number two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's the whole class with me, you know? So, so what, what's been so valuable to me in having met Kent and Trudy and other people that we now have this hole on where we can test these conversations. Like H-O-L-O-N? h-o-l-o-n yes <laughs> yes love that and so you know and so when you were talking about threes and fives it's like yeah that's kind of how holons work yeah. so yeah um yeah. but 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 the whole idea that um you know we can only look through the world through the lenses that we carry yeah you know and what we have to do is you know, kind of keep refreshing the screen mm -hmm. and meet people that are different than us in some maybe superficial ways. Mm -hmm. But then you find that, gosh, you kind of all want the same thing. Yeah, the highest, and, the highest purpose sort of thing, like constantly, exactly. constantly looking higher, like, it's data, data is the new oil, like, oh, maybe it's yeah. information. Well, oh, no, it's knowledge, like knowledge, knowledge. You know, and that it's like, no, actually it's wisdom. And like, yes. and then I, it's even like collectivism. I hate what I hear you say, like yeah. what you're doing is you're creating 
a great collective and you know, these little maverick pieces come in and out and you react or don't or you know it's just like well it, it, it's kind of it, it's and, and yes and and I, I look at it um something I, I created this thing called cultural strategy couple of I guess about 15 20 years ago I don't know I'm old so it's like, hey we're about the same age I know but you know what no no the older I get the more fun I have so I really um, wow. yeah for the people that don't want to do that I'm like dude it's like you, you get to tap into all the wisdom and there's just things you don't care about anymore and you're like ah oh, freedom you know yes. so um but the whole idea is that I, I look at it as the model of the cell the okay. human cell that you have these these mitochondria, you know, uh -huh. in the middle, yes. the, the engines driving things, mm -hmm. and as those pump, you know, and that's the commerce because that's the trade that you're always driving. Mm -hmm. You're trading time, money, whatever it's going to be. Mm -hmm. That you have the cytoplasm, which is the um, the culture, you know, that that you have these large and small trends that are driving your your decisions. Right. You're affected by the culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, and so, then, but, but you really look at it, it's all bounded by this thing called community, which is the uh, fluid mosaic model of the cell wall, mm -hmm. which is breathing. So you're always drawing in new things mm -hmm. and you're excreting that, which doesn't work anymore. Right. Inspire, expire. Which mm -hmm. may come back to you in another form, but it's yep. just like, really, it's all a biological model. Yes. And if we yes. think of it that way, we, we go, oh, okay. So then we start thinking about the breath. The breath yeah. is a huge part of this. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, we have this shared breath called being part of humanity. Mm -hmm. And we are stardust, right? We're actually still bringing forward the breath of our ancestors. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, you know, and we can, some of us are fortunate enough to be able to be able to uh, physically track it back to specific people mm -hmm. but even if you don't have that identity you're still you know part of humanity mm -hmm. and so you know what we're looking to do is to say great now that we're we've acknowledged we're all part of the same breath how can we help each other breathe yes. what are the tools the productive capacity because i want this mother who is sitting at her kitchen table being responsible for everything to be able to exhale and go like, how can I really get what I need with what I have? Yeah. I was, I was surprised when you said other to brother, because I, I thought you might say something like, you know, different other, same mother, you know, something like, I thought yeah, you got like other mother, you know, because you know, I love that idea that, that, you know, mother earth is like, seriously, you yeah. guys, like, come on, like I could flick you off the surface in a nanosecond. Are you going to behave? You know, uh, your dad, and, the son, he'll be home soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, 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 and it's, it's, it's like this whole idea of, you know, the whole, again, women's work, Gaia, yes. you know, the earth yeah, yeah. is it, that's what it all is. And it's all about the lessons. It's the journey. Yes. And that, you know, now that we have, you know, technology has allowed us to turn the light on and take a look at the stories, you know, in their truth. Yes. Yeah. The truth. Everything stories. is, everything is emerging and you see the patterns, mm -hmm. but it's, and I understand people who say, I kind of don't want to know anymore because I can't do anything with it. Right. Right. It's just overwhelming. It's just more things. I have more outrage. 
Yes. You know, I have more, and, and part yes. of what 214 Alpha does is they have this process called the calm process that moves you from outrage to activation. So what we're saying Thanks. is let, let's take this, this outrage and use it to illuminate the path forward because you take that fire and you put it in a new container. Yes. And so it's, it's a beam of what's going forward. So you can yes. see the pattern of all of this and why language is so important Yes. as a container. And it's, and we're always all learning, you know, that, that, that you learn into this stuff. So that's different than education. Yes. Yes, exactly. More, more learning, less education, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but so tell me this, um, you know, in kind of practical terms, are you, um, what, how do you see future story lab developing? Like, you know, is it that you want to tell more people's story? Um, or do you think there's more story that you want to tell as kind of like a single source and taking in others, but mainly, you know, kind of putting out one story or do you see it kind of like, well, it, so, so the, the products of future story lab yes. are all economic models. Okay. Um, so containers. Okay. So like I said, it. it could be the, 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 um, <clears throat> steam campus, or it can be the urban tea house or, you know, there's an indigenous tribe that um, we're going to be working with that is, um, they, they need to find a way to create local trade, local marketplaces, mm -hmm. um, especially because post COVID, you know, that for the first time casinos shut down. Yes. And all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, our printing press isn't working. <laughs> right. So, you know, and then there's another, um, a woman named Tanya Golden, who has mm -hmm. a saffron farm in Oregon. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to work with her to help shape saffron. that. Yeah, saffron. exactly. Right. <laughs> and then another friend of mine, Sandy Berkey, um, she's creating what we call an economy because they there's a, this tiny little <laughs> hamlet in the in the hills of, of, of mountains, really, of West Virginia. And what they did is they got a cow and the cow had a baby. And now they're being able to take their right. their cultural knowledge of cheese making and they're creating a little economy there and that came about because um the kids at the school said hey you know we kind of never want to leave this place how can we do that and so they're like great let's build an economy so that these cars. kids can earn and learn right yeah and so there's there's a number of things like that and another my friend who's in, in the wheelchair it's like how can we actually create a economic marketplace for people with disabilities Beautiful. And so what they're able to do is, and, and actually Kent and I, like I said, we live pretty close to each other. We're going to be creating our own little micro pilot project mm -hmm. that is going to kick off December 21st to demonstrate how to build an anti-fragile neighborhood. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of what we do. It's called, hey, I've got to jump off the cliff. You want to join me? He's like, sure. <laughs> so, and but But that's how the whole anti-fragile playbook started it was just like an idea you know that dropped right. into the machine and then it was like well and, and he has experience because he um uh, helped put together the whole guide to build skate parks mm -hmm. so it's a similar kind of thing right you know upgraded because it's <laughs> 20 years later right. um and so so we both our experiences are informing it but it's a living document mm -hmm. you know it's it's like the whole idea that future story lab will be the platform where people kind of keep reporting back mm -hmm. on 
So, so it's an ongoing learning. It's a living document. And, um, and so for me, this is also a way for, to, um, to provide access to a, the concept of women's work. That's going to lead to the Fund Her Network so that we're actually funding women's businesses. That'll in, add to the Mother Funder Marketplace. Then, <laughs> and then two, two other hashtags. These names are brilliant. Yeah, it's like, I am a mother funder and be a mother funder. And it's so all going to be... <laughs> So we're going to have a lot of fun because laughter is a big part of the business yes. plan. Well, it's required. So because when, when you, yes, it, the, the synapses open up and you actually learn when you laugh. So very good. I was just going to say when you mentioned the economy, um, mm -hmm. the uh, linguistic origin of the word vaccine is vaca, like is the, the word for cow, because I think they either yeah, used they tested on cowpox or something um mm -hmm. some yeah yeah something around cows or used to the cows whatever but um anyway yeah so maybe they can play on that like you know like the vaccine vac i don't know if it would even work people don't maybe know what well it, it's cows, but, you know. yeah and, and that's the thing is, is again we keep refreshing the screen and fun things happen it's kind of yeah. what what i encourage everybody to do so that's some of how future story lab is going to express itself and I'll be doing a lot more writing and, you know, yes. um, and speaking and kind of probably channeling, who knows? Um, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it's been 20 years to get to this point. Well, and, it's, it's perfect timing. I, I yeah. commend you highly, highly for sticking out because as long as I've known you, you've always been iterating, iterating, iterating different mm -hmm. parts of the plant. You probably had similar experiences to me where, I mean, three years ago this week, I was in Costa Rica, you know, I just moved to Costa mm -hmm. Rica, uh, you know, finding executive uh, retreat spaces and that may and I be part of my PhD and conscious leadership work and how we can, you know, kind of get some of these leaders to kind of, you know, reconnect to their roots and mm -hmm. nature and like that. Uh, but like a, a lot of times when you're with these type of people, I think we were jokingly just before the show basically saying, um, you know, we're kind of these galactic beings and periodically we have to, mm -hmm. you know, Krishna like, I mean, sorry, sorry, Krishna, uh, but uh, mm -hmm. God is within us, but, um, you know, that we have to materialize on the battlefield, um, you know, of the great Dharma and like, you know, kind of, kind of look at things and it's maybe a little too self much aggrandizement, well, but you know, it's sort of like that, explaining no. to people a little bit sometimes. Well, but, but I think that that's, that's what it is, is that you have to keep grounding it in these containers yes, yes, so yes. people can engage because yes. it's just it's not that people don't have the capacity it's Correct. that they don't have they have, they're not in practice it's not related you know? to their actual life you know you can tell people right. like, there's this divine cosmic energy and you know it's everywhere around just like bluetooth and wi-fi and you can connect into it and you are a divine being having a physical experience and they're like uh what's for dinner you know well and, and, and <laughs> but that but that matters you know right. it matters and yeah. and so uh, one of the the little memes that i made that that it, it, like everything it just kind of comes to me and i i write it down is <laughs> So cool. You're not leaping, you're not leaping into the unknown, you're immersing in the unremembered, activating <laughs> the forgotten parts of who you are in service of the future you seek. Wow, you need to start like uh, copywriting this stuff. That's some serious <laughs> IP. I know and you're probably not into IP, but like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. But but I also have so much of it. You know what, Gordon, yeah. is that that I'm, I'm really fine with with you know, having it out there in the common because when, when people say, well, why don't, you know, um, it's like, 
So it was 2002 when I had the idea for the STEAM-driven campus, before I even knew what STEAM was, right? Yeah, right. And using artisan work to teach math and science. So 18 years later, oh, there's just a world full of them. I mean, it's been out there for 18 years, right? Mm. Nobody's doing it. Yeah. And the place that it was supposed to be in Austin is now a Whole Foods and a Target. Dude, mm. I'm not worried about people picking up an idea. It's, it's too much work. Yeah, that's you true. Know? That's and, a really and good so, point. And the, the, so um, another, uh, so what, one of the other pieces that is kind of a driver for all of this, mm. an underlying message is what came to me as the trauma response pattern mm -hmm. is how to, how tra trauma drives us, right? We're, we're oh, in a yeah. system that is, that Stress. is built. It's like the movies, Monsters, Inc., right? That's mm -hmm. like the best summation of it. And that, so I over like from January to June of this year, I cracked the code on the trauma response pattern and I wrote it all down and, and, and I'll send it to you so you'll Please. see it. But the, yeah. the whole idea is that we have to have these simple entry points to complexity. Mm -hmm. We have to have yes. these. So, so talking about trauma is too big. Yes. So what came to me is it's a very elegant six step process. And it's just re, it's re, it's changing the energy on each of the letters in the word trauma. Mm -hmm. So that the, the idea is that you start out as you, you determine the source of your trauma pattern. Mm -hmm. You can't change that that trauma happened. You right. can change your response to it. Mm -hmm. So once you get to the T, that's the truth. Yeah. Then you get to the R, your readiness to receive. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of this work is, is preparing yes, people. Yes, yes, yes. To, it's like, do you have, because it doesn't matter. You can context. be given all the gifts of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. But if you have no context for it, if you have no way, yeah. Yeah. then it's just more stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then A in trauma is to ask for help and tools. Mm -hmm. And so that's, but you, you don't do that until you've actually prepared the your, your, the reception point, right? Mm -hmm. So you have the tool, the ask for tune. Then you is upgrade. What do you need next? Yes. Then the M is to manifest, manifest a new response pattern. Right. And then A is be accountable uh -huh. because you're doing this for other people. That's the only way we're going to change things going forward is what we change it internally. I love that. And then take responsibility. Yeah, oh my goodness, you. that, that, it's like, you know, I just feel like if you just keep talking, like there'll be another like golden nugget, like each thing I'm like, <laughs> let's spend an hour unpacking that, like that trauma piece though is phenomenal. That's really, I yeah. mean, you know, that's golden, like that, uh, that sends shivers for me, because I think, I mean, you know, we're all traumatized. We all went through the birth canal, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, like. Well, it, 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 and, and we have a system that is dependent on your continued traumatization. And trauma response. Yeah. 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 And so, so yeah. for me, I mean, my, my method is I actually have put together a visualization. It's just a microsecond for me that as soon as certain energies are present in people's conversation, or in their, their force field, whatever, mm. a certain visual comes to me and I'm like, ah, okay, I see what you're trying to wind me back into that storyline. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, what it is, is I see a golden thread, mm -hmm. but the thread, if you cut it crossways, is black in the middle, it's dark. Mm -hmm. And so there, it's not about growth and positive. It's like, could you come back into this trauma pattern? Because that really works for me. Right. 
for right. you to be in that space. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a very, so, so from January to June this year, I went through that process mm -hmm. and I woke up, um, I had like, whenever I get downloads, I had just have to close my eyes. I mean, it's just, it's a lot, a lot. you know, to yes. integrate it. <laughs> so look at this, this is this conversation we've had. I'm like, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And so, so cool. but the whole, but the whole idea is like, I was just about, cause I could feel like I had to integrate something. And so I, mm -hmm. I was gonna go lay down and all of a sudden I got a clear visual of that. And so I texted it to myself. I was like, okay. And then I went to sleep and I woke up and I was like, wow, who did that? You know, so, right. um, so it's, and I've shared it with people and, and even with people who are qualified trauma therapists and they're like, this is the key to everything. And I was like, take it, you know, that's not a thing I would put any IP on because it's like, mm -hmm. if this can work for people, go for it, you know? Yeah. And I was, I was slightly tongue in cheek about the IP and I'm on the same mindset too. I mean, I've mm -hmm. generated probably nowhere near the level you have, but I've generated ideas that, I'm like, oh, if I only could, you know, productize that or, and then, mm -hmm. you know, I just love the fact that I am able to put it out there and it gives me a sense of my own wealth, you know, that I can keep generating the next thing, next thing. And what I find happens, you know, as the more that I give, if I start, you know, from this position of giving, like I start getting more things. Like, it's just, I was on a phone call earlier today with, with somebody and um, let me see what I can say about it. Um, basically, um, there are two parts of a group, uh, that's a large group that are really about generating the next part of the future. But these two parts are kind of in your data and your wisdom part of it, right? Like sort of thing. And, um, you know, I was able, I was actually talking about the knowledge and information, if you will. I was sort of like talking about the machinery mm -hmm. between and, you know, the other person was talking. And I was like, how about this? And they were like, wow, that just connects these two. Cause like these two are never really going to interact. They're kind of like the oil and water, but like that's really good water and that's really good oil. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, well, yeah, but we can process those both somehow through this engine and, you know, do something. So this idea that, you know, uh, something I was looking for mapped to exactly a problem that somebody was saying, well, yeah, we've got this really great thing, but we have this infighting. I was like, well, you just maybe just missing some of the kind of apparatus, you know, the, to alter the perception and the two core pieces, which are vital and just absolutely beautiful, mm -hmm. can still keep being what they're being. And I, I see a lot of hope for humanity in our overall raising of collective consciousness mm -hmm. with work you're doing, but like just overall in the arc of humanity that, yeah, we could probably still have corporations doing corporate things who probably still have, you know, other parts of the world that you and I might not be that fond of and actually see them as quite, you know, quote unquote, you know, bad influences or bad actors. But it kind of gives me some heart that the more we give of who we are, that the universe can't help but respond and kind of find exactly. ways to fit in. And then we don't have to fix the oily parts or the watery parts or even have an opinion on them. Like, okay, can you do oil? Yes. Can you do water? Can you do fire? Can you do air? Can you do earth? Mm -hmm. You know, like and everyone kind of does their bit and uh, kind of wrapping that up for me is this idea. And you've mentioned it, maybe not exactly in these words, but you know, you've said a, a couple of times, this idea of moving from an ego system to an ecosystem, right? That, and you and I probably use those terms with each other before. Yes. Right. And that is so beautiful, right? <laughs> like, like the, the river, the fox and the tree don't have meetings, right? <laughs> like, right, right, no. right. And, and, <laughs> but, and, 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 but, but that's, and that's what I, I love that they're, they're discovering and talking about yeah. the sentience of 
of trees and and yes, and how how mosses and mushrooms connect and yes. you know and, and all that stuff and and so i had referenced a book um braiding sweetgrass earlier uh-huh. uh highly recommend it because the, the woman who wrote it robin wall kimmerer she's both a botanist and she's a healer in her potawatomi tribe and Perfect. so she she's like great you know i'll get the western and the natural way of looking at things right. and she talks about the honest harvest and she talks mm. about how you engage with plants you know because they're sentient beings mm-hmm. and so you don't take yeah. the first of anything you don't take the last of anything right. and and so if we take that that agreement to an honest harvest and we apply it to business yes. we apply it to the way we trade in the world then that means everybody has access to all the, the yes, data, yes 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 right? yes yes and that, and that we, we actually are saying that, that there's, you know, so for instance, I, I'm not anti-capitalist. I'm anti-predatory capitalism. Right. Okay. And capitalism Equality, yeah. is, is a neutral state. It's just yeah. a thing. Yeah. And, but it starts picking up all the grime of the hands that touch it. Yep. So when you, so when people, libertarians talk about, oh, the free market, dude, that's never been free. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's just kind of let go of that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it was, it was created as, the, as a story by the people who benefited from it's, the story. It's always somebody's market. Let's, always somebody's let's, market. Like, right. It's like, yeah. If it exists, it's somebody's right. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's exactly. It, yeah. and, and, and so, so, so here we are now we're in this, complete unique moment right that we have the access to the technology to have awareness on how our actions impact others yes that we have to open our eyes we have to turn on the lights we have to you know widen the aperture we have to yeah. change a container however we want to do it language mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. easiest way to talk about that mm-hmm. you know and then but but it doesn't have to be a spoken language it can be a visual language right, right. that's where the arts become so important yes. because they're saying okay i felt into this story and this is what has emerged mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, wait, that color is meaningful to me. And they take it to another storyline, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's all connected. So, you know, when I post on Facebook, you know, I, I go through phases of what I post. And so what I did is I did 180 days of cuneiform tablets. Yes, and I remember that. Yes, <laughs> it was really quite cool. popular, you know, <laughs> and, and, but, but the reason, yeah, people are like, are there 180? I'm like, dude, there's thousands of them and I, now i know what they all mean too number so 73 like, yes. and number uh, 123 <laughs> i think were the same ones but written by the brothers i think wrote them but, yeah, well right. you know romulus and remus right I, so, I know, right but 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 here's why cuneiform tablets became interesting to me is in seventh grade i had a teacher who said we're going to learn about world history and your assignment over the weekend is to take some clay and make a cuneiform tablet and people and i tell people that who i went to school with they're like that never happened i'm like it happened i know it happened because that wasn't essential for their future so they kind of you know put it away i was always fat obviously it stuck with me right so i i was getting something in my timeline on facebook it was this meme it was a joke which was somebody had agreed to post a, a 
cuneiform tablets for 180 days. And mm -hmm. I'm like, and I'm like, ha ha. It, it showed up my timeline three days in a row. I was like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> and I did. And it turned into the, actually, it improved my algorithm on Facebook. I have very interesting timeline now. But then it, it turned into the daily bird. And now I'm doing the mushroom hunt. So I'm just like doing things that are interesting to me. And it's totally upgrading the way people engage. Yes. And well, that's, you know, that's riding the wave yeah. of the technology and like working with it. I think that's that's what we need. We need to have right. these stories, these bottom-up stories, you know, coming up, you know, from people working together, be it three crones or you know, whatever, whatever level of society it's at, that um that we're weaving this all together. Because yeah. I, I think otherwise we're just gonna leave it to people who are of a certain mentality of like, okay, no one else is doing anything. Here's the way it's gonna be. And they just lay out this straight Roman road and we're like, what, why do we have to do that? And like, well, that then becomes the way everybody does stuff. Oh, well, there's the road. I guess we'll use their road. And before you know it, you know, you're, you're, the road's going somewhere you don't really want it to go. And I think we've got stuck on that. And, you know, one of the, blessings of the great COVID is that mm -hmm. we're going, uh, we don't need the road that much. Like that was only because we had to go to that place and now we don't go right, there anymore. Right. And I think it's really powerful to start extracting, not a start, but continue at a higher level, it sounds like than ever before for you to well, you know, bring these stories out. And, and, and that's the thing It's like, if we can distill it down to the essential truth. Right exactly then we go oh okay now here's what we're really working with that it's otherhood yeah. to brotherhood yep. that you know that what you and i have been saying for years which is well i don't know you have technology why can't you work from home and people are like no that'll never work we have to sit in traffic it's a law you're like okay that's not a very good law and then we just like and started working from home, had conversations exactly. already, you were ahead of it, but yeah, we're just like, yeah. um, I'm going to be doing this, you know, I'm remote kind of anyway. And uh, you know, uh, you just start well, acting as if, you know, and, and so now we've gotten down to this essential truth of the value of time yeah, and what it means to make a living versus making a life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and getting back to investing into the human capital Yeah, because that's where all innovation resides right you know it's, it's like machines yeah. and technology are not in a they're, they're tools they're they're the yes. they're the means they're not the end because technology never ends right right so right. going so 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 we're looking at this and and i had something i said earlier is that we have to find that simple entry point to complexity yes. because we're naturally complex but a system that just wants to create financial profits, it doesn't want complexity. It's like, no, no, no I need to know exactly. Yeah, I need it as, 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 as to reduce it as much as possible. It needs to be mm -hmm. as I need to, I need zeros and ones. You know, I need to know, I need predictability. Yeah. I need to know that you are going to pay your $1,500 every single month to rent a place that you have no control over because I need to know that. Yeah. And so every single thing has been disrupted. So mm -hmm. if we as, as, as a biological system, we as humans are naturally complex, but we've had our complexity, you know, uh, wiped out because they, I don't want to know all the things I need to know. You need to, you can write a check every month. That's mm -hmm. what I need to know. Right. And, and, and how you do that is, 
I don't care. Right. And so, so here it is, you have this, these people now are seeing anything, that energy that naturally goes to complexity is now manifesting as complications. Yes. Yeah. And so and, all and of a sudden, because once you, ex yeah. yes, mm -hmm. exactly. It's, it's like this becomes this thing because you're going to use up that energy. You can either do it in a positive way, which is generative and that's complexity, mm -hmm. or you do it in this negative way where you're just fighting against the nat your natural state just to be part of an unnatural system for survival. This is so, wonderful. This is, this is phenomenal stuff. We could actually talk for many hours. I know this for a fact. Yes. <laughs> and I don't want to monopolize your whole time because I definitely want to have you back on the podcast. Please, please, please say yes. Uh, yes, Andrew. yes, okay. absolutely. And okay. I'd love for you to talk to Kent too. Well, yeah, I mean, I know you have a podcast yeah. too. So I definitely want to make sure we mention all the ways to connect with you or maybe just the one best way and just any other parting thoughts you have because um, I really well, think I'm we're in an interesting time and, you know, things that are really getting amplified right now that are, that are going to make a difference and people are, in the next four to six months, people are going to see a lot more that what we've seen for decades just by our really, really looking that they haven't had a chance to look at. And I think people are not going to have it shoved in their face. So folks like yourself and Kent really getting, you know, um, messages out there of like not only a message, oh, but yeah. an actual blueprint of like, here's how we can That's do things. <laughs> this, this is it. So I'm just delighted anyway, I can help. So over to you, anything well, you want to well, do say? Well, what I what I want to leave you with is kind of a poem that I wrote oh. back in um, uh, March of 2019. Beautiful. And it's called If You Really Want to Change the World. If you really want to change the world, invest in women. Invest in the planters who plant the seeds of the future. Invest in the spinsters who, sp who spin the threads of identity. Invest in the weavers who weave those individual threads into the fabric of community. Invest in the tenders who tend to flow, assuring that all is well. Invest in the rooters who deepen the roots. Invest in the makers who make sure all are included. Invest in the producers who produce well-being for all. Invest in the risers who rise above to see what the community can become. Invest in the visionaries who see solutions before most see problems. Invest in the perennials who feed the soil so the next generation can root. Invest in their knowledge to grow community wisdom. Invest in women where they are rooted if you really want to change the world. Oh my God, that is perfect. That is absolutely perfect. <laughs> Maybe Thank just you. stop all that other stuff. Just be a poet. That's it. <laughs> write poems. Write poems. Let people read them. They'll get. It. That's so beautiful. I, you know, I would, I would actually love a whole podcast just about your poetry because that. I mean, uh, we didn't get into it, but you know, one of the things Maharshi talks about as well is, you know, we've taken the fruit off the tree for so long, mm -hmm. we've forgotten about the roots. You know, and if you want, mm -hmm. you know, in these times where we're running out of fruit, you know the only thing to do is to water the roots and it just sounds like especially from that poem and, and everything mm -hmm. that you're doing and from what i know you personally for you know what is it 15 years or something at, this point? at least yeah yeah how old is roan yeah 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 so 12 yeah i mean it, yeah long time and um so uh you know, this watering of the roots is the thing to do, you know, I mean, there's mm -hmm. those, all those other pieces, um, like I say, I, um, so, so beautiful in that, that poetry um, and, uh, you know, the service of women 
and the, the female energy and the mother energy, mother earth, like all of this is so exactly what's trying to come through. And if only just a few of us would consciously, you know, say what we've been feeling, you know, for a long time and know that there's others out here and folks like yourself, you've not, you've been out here a while mapping it all yeah. out. And it's like, it's, you're not gonna have to invent anything. It's all there. I just commend you highly. I mean, no, you know, just really straight up, like this is, this is what's needed and wanted right now. And anything I can do to promote that and get that out to the world and hopefully have, you know, Kent on here and yourself, how, how can we contact uh, you guys or what, is there a one website or any particular good place? Or um, uh, the, the best, the best way to, to get hold of me um, directly is at um, guruth at gmail.com. G-U-R-U-T-H at gmail.com. Easy peasy. Um, I'm working on the, I'm almost finished with the Future Story Lab website. We're almost finished with the Anti-Fragile Playbook playbook website. Um, it's, it's all happened so fast, you know, with a 20 year ramp up and all of a sudden it's here. And so <laughs> that's exponential uh, for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's so, so like the whole, the whole idea of, um, you know, how to contact me, go to my medium page. Um, and, okay. and you were certainly encouraging me to do that long before I felt, um, Ready well, it, was, it was only selfish. I wanted to see more of it, hear more <laughs> of it. Like it's just selfishness driving that. Well, well, I, I now have seventy published pieces. Oh my goodness! So I've I've been steady on that, and yes. I have about seventy that are in process too. You know, yeah. Um, and they'll they'll come together as uh, probably a collection of essays on women's work. There'll be the field guide to flourishing. We have the anti fragile playbook. Nice. Um, and it'll go on and on, but you know. Yes. I appreciate you giving me the chance to talk a lot. Well, no, absolutely. Interesting. Yes, yes. It's really fantastic. Uh, it's huge fun. And, uh, you know, one of the things we're building here at the Maharshi International University is uh, an institute of the future. So this would tie right. I want to be part of that. Yes. Yeah. Well, we keep announcing it in different forms, but um, I've got to like just basically sign some papers and get my PhD started and mm -hmm. I'm halfway through my master's and there's just like, you know, some cogs that's been turned, but in the background, I'm like building this thing and getting it going. And, you know, as we know, right, things can be like pretty well built before they're actually in the light of day, but that is the, the intent. I mean, it's mainly looking at kind of bringing transcendental meditation and Ayurveda and other, you know, health related mm -hmm. um, practices, you know, to leaders wherever they may be so that they can start leading, be it an individual leader or startup or a corporate or, you know, sustainable living in Costa Rica, whatever it is, like, mm -hmm. you know, having this, um, you know, kind of watering of the roots going on and, and doing it. So the idea mm -hmm. of an institute of like the futures with an S is, is the current, you know, construct for it. It may take on different shifts, but anyway, long story short, it will be a public private partnership and there will be, you know, kind of a, a board of directors with, you know, with various seats for various areas. And so I think that will be something lovely to talk about, like how to get engaged mm -hmm. with that as again, that's about a year off, but I just want to keep mm -hmm. putting it out there. Um, cause the kind of the, like, you know, right. The more you talk about these things to different people and it sort of takes on a life of its own and somebody's like, Hey, what's happening about that thing. And you're like, Oh yeah. You know? And then, so it sort of keeps, keeps it enlivened as well. So that might be something for the future as well. Uh, well, definitely will be something for the future. I'm definitely constructing some mm -hmm. version of it. So, um, 
that's another another piece to look forward to. Maybe you know, uh, you know, maybe you can be like a friend of the show over here, and every month come back and give us an update. Or oh something my like gosh, that. I would love that so yeah. much. Yeah, and I'm you I'm know, really and... go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I just think that what we're doing with the anti fragile vision. Yes, I like that is, part. Is really in in alignment, and and it's um, it it's just it's been a wonderful to me the people who have gotten it that have gone holy crap we should mm -hmm. start there yeah you know yeah. <laughs> quit trying to sell this other stuff and it's like it's yeah it's just clean and it's efficient yes clean simple efficient i mean that's one of the the whole tm things i mean folks who, who meditate already get this but uh, you know one of the big issues or big issues big features of tm is that it's just such a simple style of meditation you don't need you know all these other after mm -hmm. a lot of people add a lot of things to their meditation they can they can you know dip down into themselves and just have these moments of quiet and stillness that it causes a refinement of their apparatus of how they look at the world and then what comes out then is a more purified view of the world more purified kind of clean view of who they are and the activity and the actions they can take just like by diving in and what comes out is you know kind of actions that are more in alignment and um whatever level that happens to, to show up at i think um what you're doing with future story lab particularly the the anti-fragile side of things mm -hmm. maybe that's what we kind of talk can talk about you know maybe in the new year's anti-fragile because mm -hmm. i think that's certainly going to be, you know, people are going to feel the fragility, like we're mentioning earlier, of um, uh, the next, you know, four to six months is probably going to be one of the worst times in U.S. history when we look back on it. Uh, unfortunately, and I'm, you know, I'll just cancel that as a as a potential future, but like, you know, it's probably going to feel like as if it's one of the worst times, even though it may not be. And we'll just kind of, you know. Well, but 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 I think best. that 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 it's you know people are afraid to say things like you just said as if it's going to br bring it into being but you're just recognizing it as a potential you don't have to feed it correct you know I, and I, yeah, and and that's <laughs> and and so it's no i i totally understand and that's why i wanted to call it out and, and yeah. kind of make it a little bit more more noticeable for people yeah, yeah. is to say that we can't be afraid to naming to mm. name our fears it's a great point it's a great point right and so it's because um, if you can name it, you can claim it. That's another little thing that, that came to me is <laughs> so name, name, claim, reframe and proclaim. Wow. So you, you name it, you reframe it, you proclaim, you, you, you claim it, you, pro, you, you uh, reframe it, then proclaim it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, all of these are brilliant. I mean, I could see each one of these <laughs> being a whole, you know, this could be a whole program. Yeah. You know, for executives and, you know, the trauma piece. I mean, everything you've talked about is completely structured and deconstructable down to actual actions and mm -hmm. there's a blueprint for it, you know. Uh, so I just love what you guys are doing. And um, I just, you know, want 100% a huge cheerleader over here. And if I can be of Yay. any assistance along the way, I'm really uh, starting to switch over next year to this podcast being a, mm -hmm. a much bigger thing. I've been just doing my own thing with it. And I brought guests on for the season three mm -hmm. and, I've just been loving it because, you know, then it's not all me just saying stuff. Like it's way more interesting for me as well. Um, and probably the audience would imagine. But um, I'm make really, you know, and with any luck, you know, now, you know, getting into more of academic kind of background mm -hmm. to all of this mm -hmm. for me and the Vedic literature from like 5,000 years ago and just wending all of this together. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. I, I, I love all that. 
you know, and and that is um, when you talked about the Futures Institute and thinking about because what I've been trying to do is kind of codify all of this stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a lot. And and what it's come to for me, as and what we're talking about with a couple of other educational institutes. Um, is the idea of creating a community engagement discipline. Yes. Where starting going from from a certificate to a doctoral program mm-hmm. where people are always kind of, you know, it, they're, they're, they're staying rooted in their community, but they're getting the tools of critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and, and it, this first came to me because it ha- it's with an organization that works with um, small colleges in the Southeast. And these are colleges that people come to from small towns. And one of the biggest issues with small towns is that their their future generation moves away and they don't come back. Yeah, yeah. So this is a way to capture that wealth is to say, okay, let's let's stay rooted in our community. And, and so we have this learning lab for what were the, 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 the theories that we're learning in our, um, uh, higher educational life. Yes, I mean it's so, everything's ripe for for what yeah. you're talking about. You, you have the blueprints for what's coming. Mm-hmm. Everything, the end of all these hierarchical structures, mm-hmm. these ego systems moving to eco, more inter interconnect. However, we want to frame it up, but I think you've got it. I mean, you've got a plan that's you know definitely worth you know putting out into the world. Like, and I think ever the nice thing is a lot more people. It's kind of more fertile ground to continue the. The tree roots metaphor was more fertile ground for people, you know, realizing there's some fragility in the system and not now what? Like, what do they do next? Like, you know, and, you know, learn to code may be an option for people, but it's probably not. And so, um, and even coders are going to be, you know, the machines are really good at coding now too. So, well, yeah. And again, and, and, uh, and obviously, as you said earlier, we could talk for hours and hours. Yeah, that's okay. Let, let's. I'm glad you brought up the coders because that is a, a that is a, a space that they're trying to push um, economically at risk kids into. Yeah, you know that, and and there's benefit to that. You know, it's not all sure, bad, sure. but mm-hmm. they it's like it, but it goes back to this is the only part of you that we care about. Mm-hmm. Don't be an artist. Economic. Don't be complex don't have big ideas don't innovate just be the body we need in the chair until mm-hmm. we don't need it anymore right which is not going to be long no which is not going to be long yeah. and years so it, mm-hmm. yeah and and so um so <clears throat> that's where we're what we're doing and why we always work at the ground level is is the complexity yeah say no 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 we want you to bring that forward because you know any um biological system any environment will fail when it's a monoculture mm-hmm. there's ample yeah. evidence of that so yeah. you know so it's so so this whole yeah. idea of just finding oh we found the one true path is the biggest lie ever yeah it's know? futures not future like you know and yeah. you can switch timeline you know your your you know your past does not that dictate your future um you know, uh, there's so many models here. And uh, the thing is, you know, the more we can bring this to light and then the more it kind of meets mm-hmm. with, you know, um, people, you know, either 
being disallowed access to the future um, mm -hmm. or which is happening more and more or you know just saying hey I want something different and now it's available to them I think there's a really nice convergence of some pretty horrible stuff and some really awesome stuff simultaneously mm -hmm. and I think there is I really like you know this version of you that you're creating in the world and how you brought you know, other mm -hmm. people into partnership and I think you know um, this I mean you know, not that there's one true path, but it seems like you've you've analyzed the root system and worked out, you know, we just need mm -hmm. to water the roots. It's actually pretty simple. We don't keep digging the seed up over and over. We bury right. it, you know, it's like, is it, is it grown yet? Uh, please well, leave it, where, you know, bury, <laughs> like now we do, like, Well, there's that, that Mexican proverb is they tried to bury us. They didn't know we were seeds. Yeah, oh, perfect. And it's like, here, here we go. And, yes. and so, so it's, there's, so much more we can talk about yes because literally this is like one percent of the stuff i know well as galactic beings we need to be careful like you know yes. but uh, but careful as in like we'll, we'll just keep you know building the pieces so yeah let's maybe um see where we are you know maybe into january and um yeah. you know i think once a month would be great we can make it a regular oh that uh, would be awesome friend of I the would show love it. yeah i yeah. would love that too and i you know so much more to catch up on as well yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I'm traveling over the holiday break, but if uh, if I happen to be at Austin, in Austin, or uh, I will see if we can meet up in person. You that know, would be awesome. The requisite, uh, you know, masks and <laughs> within six feet and uh, a mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that would be good. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, awesome. This is okay. fantastic. Thank you so much, and yeah. uh, till the next Thank time. You. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thanks, for Gordon. Now. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, and two other quick things. Uh, if you're on iTunes, if you could uh, give me some stars and a comment, I hear that that helps uh, spread the word about the podcast. And uh, I think if you're on anchor.fm, uh, that you can uh, favorite me. And uh, it tells me that you can leave a voice message for requests for podcasts or comments and stuff like that. So any interaction like that would be great. And finally, you can find me at gmeta, G-M-E-T-A, at G-M-E-T-A on Twitter for uh, keeping up to date with what I'm thinking about. Uh, I'll be building a new Twitter account pretty soon too. So that's it for now. Bye.